welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me so we can talk all about the stories you live by and how you are discovering your voice and sharing more of your stories out there in the world. My name is Coach Debbie, and I am here in the Seattle area. We offer our show through KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle, and it's every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, and the Encore show is on Fridays, 6 a.m. Pacific time. But you can listen anywhere, anywhere that you are in the world just by using the app or logging in to your computer. And our web address is 1150kknw.com. I love that you listen. I love that many of you have written to me and said you first discovered the show during your drive home commute. That always makes me happy. We are on the 11.50 a.m. dial. And I'll tell you, I just love keeping you company while you're making your way home. The listeners to this show are, of course, concerned about writing and discovering their voice. But I have found that there's many people who love the idea of being a better writer, but they're not necessarily going to invest in that as much as they're investing more in finding their voice in their own life story, in how they deal with the day-to-day. Today's show is going to honor both, and I'm going to lean a little heavier into the writers for examples but I will also find examples to honor what I would just call everyday life. I think you'll catch on as we go along here. But our topic for today is curating your own method. Curating your own method. Because in today's world, there's all kinds of people putting out all kinds of ideas, and sometimes what just feels best is to really look at the ways you've done things or the new ways you're trying things and create methods that support you best. So I'm being very abstract here. Let me get a little more detailed. I'm thinking, for example about a lot of the coaches and writers I've been working with that are that are new and so they want to get their message out in the world. What many of them are finding is that there's so many classes and programs to help them create social media following or to become a speaker for a high platform when in fact When I have a conversation with these writers and these new coaches, they tell me right away, I don't want to do all that. That's that's never going to be my method for success. I don't want to be public on some huge stage. It just doesn't feel like social media is for me. 
And you know what? That's fine. I think we are inundated with the idea that you have to be on social media. You have to have speaker skills. You have to do particular things if you ever want to be successful as a writer or as a coach or as a trainer. TikTok has gone crazy because people have become either proficient or not in the 60-second speech. What I have found is that there's a lot of people that have a quieter, more simplistic way that they'd like to go, but what they don't yet know is you can give yourself permission to create your own methods. And if you're trying to brainstorm some of your own methods for success that are going to be just as strong as the person who's proficient in social media, I want to help you today to gather some ideas and to share some real life stories of how people are doing this in their personal life as well as in their professional life. So stick with me. We've got a lot to cover today. I have plenty of examples for you, and I will be taking your calls. If you are writing, if you're coaching, teaching, training, or if you are someone who's just really aware that here we are in the earliest days of springtime, and if you're like me, you feel motivated to have some semblance of order in your life. And you're trying to create it maybe in your home, maybe at your desk, maybe just as you're planning for summer vacations for your family. How are you going to bring everyone together? How are you going to create the home that is going to allow for more organization? And then, of course, the questions that writers are often asking, how am I to know what I need to be bringing to my audience? What sort of methods do I need to have? We're going to talk all about that today. You are always welcome to call me, and I'll let you know, we get very few callers here. We get far more writers, but I like to keep the invitation for calls open. And the phone line is 1-888-298-5569. You can also write to me via Facebook and post a note to me in Facebook Messenger. You can write to me at my email which is Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. If you spell it differently, I won't get it. It's D-E-B-B-Y at CoachDebbie.com. And I would be more than happy to take your question and answer it right here. The only information I give out about you is your first name, unless you tell me that even that scares you. And that's it. We just deal with your question, and then you have it here as a recording that you can listen to at any time. 
So I think that's very helpful, and it saves you a few bucks if you're not yet investing in coaching, but you want some high-quality ideas. So I welcome your calls. So let's think about this. A curator is someone who is very selective. They select what works for them. If you are a curator of your own method, you have a little bit of experience doing a particular thing, but you also have a desire to look over your experience and to select the things that are working best. You might have a desire to learn a new tip or two and add that to your curation or to your methods. But what I don't want you to feel like you must do is follow someone else's seven-step plan and step into things that you're told will make you very successful, but you don't want to do the things at hand. That can be a real scarcity tactic that gets people moving. I can tell you when I knew nothing about marketing, nothing, 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 nothing. The one thing that got me moving quickly and signing up for the next program was when I bought into the idea that I wouldn't make it if I didn't try out their seven-step program. That was an easy, easy slam dunk for me because I was a new coach. I knew nothing about marketing. I was told I needed to know a lot about marketing. And so when I would see a program that said, you know, follow these seven steps and for certain you'll be out of the gate and running and into your money-making bracket in no time, well, I believed it. And what I also believed was that I had to do certain things that scared me. And beyond that, that I had to do certain things that I really didn't want to develop. One thing that was very popular at that time was that you had to make a long one-hour webinar that you offered for free that was on the internet, that was automated by all this expensive technology, on and on and on and on and on. I got into a program that taught me how to do that. But honestly, the more I started learning about it, the less I really wanted to invest in all of that automation. And so you could say, I did not get the benefits out of that program because I didn't finish it. I wasn't connecting with it. It just felt really, it just felt crummy on the inside that I was signing up for something that didn't align with me. I wanted to do marketing that would work on the radio because I liked my radio show. I wanted to do marketing that would work at the women business networking organizations because I liked going to those. I wanted to learn more marketing that would fit 
with what I was already doing. I didn't want to start a whole new, expensive, complicated system that didn't really speak to me. So I went on and on and on to try more and more and many and many and many programs. And eventually, I came up with systems that help me do the best at what I want to do. And I'm constantly upgrading, but I do this one thing. I follow what I like. I do what I like. So when someone comes along and says, hey, you still don't have that 400-slide webinar that people sign up for for free and they go down this huge funnel, I just say, you know what, you're right. I don't because I don't like that. I like other things and I do my other things and they're a lot of fun. For example, one thing I do is I offer writing um, the writing retreats online, but they are also virtual retreats, meaning online, for for the anyone who wants to step out of their workday for about two hours and just learn some new and fun techniques and meet some people in community and have a really great experience. I love doing that. I'm offering one tomorrow at 12 o'clock, and it's all about creating a thriving sanctuary. It's all about your environment. And there's people coming that do coaching, that are writers. We have one woman who is really dedicated to travel. She's traveling about three weeks out of every month these days. Uh, I have another woman who's a mom and she's setting up a business. So different, different types of people coming together to do a virtual retreat, just two hours. I'm offering it for $39. If you would like to join this, the doors are still open and you can send a note to my email and let me know you would like in. The email address is Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. Remember, Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. But what I really love about that is I have curated a method that allows me to offer what I want in my business. It allows me to give a showing of things I do, and it's my way. It's in a way that's comfortable to me. It's in a way that helps me grow, but it's not a way like those expensive automated webinars, which for some people are not expensive and they're actually fun, but for me, they're not. So you can curate methods that work just right for you. You don't have to follow what everyone says you got to do. You can come up with ways to do things that work great for you. We're just about to go to our first break, but I want to tell you that I have a, a woman in one of my programs who's a nutritionist. So I don't 
I don't just work with writers creating books, but I also work with people that do a fair amount of writing to support whatever their brand is. For this woman, it's nutrition. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you some methods she is now incorporating that is helping her thrive. So stay tuned, my friends. We will be right back. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Hi, this is Coach Debbie. You've heard my guest Clayton Olson on the show. He will help you transform your romantic relationship. And it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along. He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life, your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at ClaytonOlsonCoaching.com. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150KKNW.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150KKNW.com. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in today and listening to today's show. We are talking about how you might curate your own methods to help you in your writing, in your daily life, in anything it is that you are organizing and you want to thrive in, anything at all. I tend to work with teachers, coaches, speakers, and writers, of course, but this can apply to anyone at all. There's all kinds of expensive programs out there that have particular and very precise ways. They want you to follow exactly what they've written out, and they're not bad ideas at all. In fact, many of them are wonderful ideas. But the only thing that makes it wonderful for you is if it's something you feel great doing. If you don't feel great doing it, you might be like me and not even finish the program. 
So sometimes what helps is to take all of your experience and curate your own method. And I want to show you today just three questions you can start to work with that's going to help you curate your own method of how to move forward with something. I'm going to tell you in a minute an example of a client of mine who is a nutritionist. We worked together quite a bit in the days, um, I want to say it was the early days of COVID, but I might be wrong about that. It might have even been sooner than that. But in recent weeks, I've connected with her again to find out how business is going. And we are working together again to do the next level for her. So here's three questions that are helping her and that could definitely help you as you curate methods to help you thrive in your own life. Question number one is, what is it that you want to create? And I want you to think first about a feeling. What is that feeling you want to create? One answer that is very, very common is people typically want to create more freedom in their life. That's a very, very common one. A lot of people want to create a feeling of abundance in their life, let alone a lot more cash. That's very, very common. Another thing many, many people want to create are better working relationships. So when you think about what you want to create, start with that feeling, something that will enrich you, that feeling. I too am someone who really aligns with the feeling of more freedom. Just about everything I create for my business is to help me ultimately feel more freedom. You wouldn't necessarily think so. You might think, wow, so you created a 90-day author's mastermind and that helped you have more freedom? Sure did, because I feel wonderful teaching authors that want to make a trans a transition. They really want to transition from their abilities into either a book or they want to transition to offering a TED Talk or creating a podcast, or they want to put together a full year blog that makes them money. I love doing things like that. How does it create more freedom for me? Because when I'm doing what I really love to do, often I'm able to do it in such a way that my calendar opens up. And when I offer these community events, The people that want to go on and work with me privately are usually paying the premium for that, and that allows me more time freedom. I just recently took a break and went to Florida and saw several different people in in nine days' time. We got a lot done. It was a lot of fun. 
but there was a lot of freedom in stepping away from the desk for nine days. And that came from offering a program that helped me put things in place so that I could be gone and have some time freedom. You might also want some freedom. That first question, what do you want to create and think about creating from the place of a feeling? What is that feeling you want to create in your own life? Once you know that, you'll start to open up to the second question, which is what are you willing to give your time to on a regular basis so you can create this feeling? For some, uh, I had a client, Cynthia, long ago. One of the things she was willing to give her time to on a regular basis so she could open up her calendar more was she was offering music lessons to small groups. Instead of doing it to individuals, these small groups got together and that offered her more time freedom. But I told her, the key word here is willing. What are you willing to give your time to on a regular basis so you can have the feeling? Honestly, if you're not truly willing and if you're not truly open, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen that you're going to create something like a group music course or a group music program because if if the thought of giving lessons doesn't excite you, then you're back to that first question, which is, what's the feeling you want to create? And if you know what the feeling is, but you don't yet know what you're willing to do, you have to kind of stay there with the feeling a little bit longer. Stay in it. Let it really resonate with you, really become something you can imagine being in so that the task that you know will help get you there comes up and presents itself and it matches that feeling. It goes, ooh, not only would I like some time freedom, but when I think about time freedom, I right away think about offering music lessons to small communities at one time. And that feels freeing. When you get into that match, you know you're going in the right direction. Then that third question I like to ask people is once you've acquired some sort of plan around this, what do you need to change in your personal environment so that this can happen. Now, this is what I mean about personal environment. Let's say you've conquered question number one. You know, I want to create more freedom. And you've gone on to the second one. I know that I can create more freedom by being willing to give music lessons to small communities. Now you're ready for the last one. What sort of organization do you need to create in your own environment? So for example, maybe you're going to be driving to a place 
where you're going to give these music lessons. So you need to create um, transportation that works for you, whether it be your car or mass transportation, your own environment. You have to feel safe. You have to have the means to fill up your gas tank. These sorts of things have to be part of what allows you to do what you want to do. Maybe the thing you're creating, for example, during COVID, I worked with a nutritionist and we we actually, if I remember right, we got together on this project before time and her environment all of a sudden went from being a public workspace to Zoom meetings from her home. Well, this was problematic because even though she knew she wanted to create more freedom and income, and even though she was aware that she was willing to have meetings with her clients on Zoom, her environment was not conducive to this. She had little kids at home. She was homeschooling. There was a lot of noise in the background. There was a tremendous amount of clutter in the background. It wasn't professional. It wasn't ready. So what she realized was that regardless of how the entire home was operating, she had to create a space in her home. And it ended up being a very, very small space, but it worked. It was a home, I'm sorry, it was a room where she created a very small space so that the background was all cleared up so that the door was shut to her room so you couldn't hear all that was going on in the house. And in addition to this, she had created slides that she could present in a Zoom meeting to her clients. So there was this careful bridge of going from having a small little workspace where people were used to coming, used to getting her advice on nutrition, to now her own home, a very small space, a very, very curated particular time in which she had care come into the house. She could shut the door. The children were cared for. It was quiet in her room. Her background was pleasant. She had some slides. She was offering service. And now we come back to the first step. Why do all this? Because she had identified the feeling she wanted. She wanted more freedom and more abundance, even though we had moved into a pandemic where a lot of people were closing their doors on their business. For my friend Cynthia that I worked with long before we had the pandemic, one of the ideas was how could she create more time freedom? And she went from one type of work to using what she had always called her her talent, her talent as a musician. And she was now giving lessons to a, small groups of teens 
and this was providing income for her, and the income was allowing her to make more decisions about how to use her time. Now, in many cases where we have writers and, oh, Andrea, I see you have written in. I am going to get your to your question right after the next break. Um, before I lose my train of thought, in many cases where we have writers and we're moving through these three questions, so I just want to take you through the three questions again because once more, this isn't the curation. This is just how you might think about things so you can create your own method. So question one, what do you want to create? I want you to focus on the feeling you want to create. The next question, what are you willing to give your time to on a regular basis so you can have this feeling? And you need to really, truly be willing to give your time to this because if not, you might quit. The final thing is where do you need to create organization with your environment so that you can have option one and option two? If you can work with those three questions, you're going to start to curate methods that work for you. Now, just going back to our nutritionist for a moment, while she spent a fair amount of her time before the pandemic in this, um, it was a, a college here called the Bastyr College. She had her own office there and she would offer nutritional cooking classes. She would offer teachings at the college and she would offer private one-on-one -on -one sessions with particular students and clients. But as the pandemic started, it was important that she be able to move to her home and continue some of that. And this is when she looked me up and said, I want to use my writing skills to save my business. This is a, a, a woman who, while she was in conjunction with the college, the Bastyr College here, um, this was her own thriving business she had set up. So no longer was she cooking and no longer was she teaching the classes, but she wanted to continue those one-on-one -on -one meetings. And she said to me, I love writing. In fact, I've gotten far away from my writing. So how could we bring this in? As soon as I understood that the feeling she was after was thriving, having more time, having this, this abundance in her life while everything was changing, there were kids at home, there was homeschooling now, etc. I said to her, I think what you want to do is create a money-making blog, something that brings people to your blog and you have offers of how you're going to work with them. So we started small. We started by looking at four areas, in other words, four seasons, 
that she could write on. For her, the four that came up right away was sleep, hydration, nutrition, and movement. Those were four areas where she felt she could just write and write and write and write. So her willingness to bring writing in at that crucial time started to give her ideas about all the subtopics she could talk about regarding sleep, all the subtopics around hydration, etc., etc. By having a call to action, she was able to incorporate ways that people could connect with her and get her services. So she didn't go through the terrible slumps that many of us went through during COVID. She was proactive and found ways to be willing to put these skills to use. In addition, in her home, she created a very small space where she could be online, have a proper background, have quiet time where there was just assistance in the home with her children, and she was able to teach and thrive. So she met her goals, but this is how we curated it. We went through those three questions and came up with a plan that was right for her. You don't want to have to step into a long process unless it feels right for you. You want to curate the process that works best for you. That's what's going to ensure your success. So I need to take a quick little break here, but when we come back, I'm going to dive into your question, Andrea. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Hi, this is Coach Debbie. You've heard my guest Clayton Olson on the show. He will help you transform your romantic relationship. And it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along. He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life, your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. 
Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at ClaytonOlsonCoaching.com. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It's really a delight to spend this time with you, and I hope you find the content here uplifting and inspiring in whatever it is you're up to. I tend to work a lot with writers who are creating their podcasts, their blogs, their articles, their books even. I work with first, second, and third-time authors But I also work with people that are really making upgrades to their life. They're finding their voice in their life. It's all about how you want to express yourself. And so if you're curious about how to get going on coaching, I would love to have a conversation with you and find out if you and I might be a really good match. And even if we're not, I'm connected to a lot of people, and I really believe that I would be able to help you find the resources or the connections you need. Feel free to send me a note. My email is debbie at coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. It's debbie at coachdebbie.com. I'd love to hear from you and find out what you're up to and how you might be able to start to curate some methods in your own life. And if you choose to, to get coaching to support you on the next level of things you're doing. I want you to know a little bit about my pricing. When you are requesting a consultation The price for a consultation is $49, and that's a one-hour meeting. That is just a time for us to get to know each other a little bit. If, in fact, you would like to just communicate by email, of course, that's completely free. Once you are in my programs, while coaching sessions are $250, I have many different packages that can save you some money. And I also have virtual workshops that are are usually below $100. The one I'm offering tomorrow is $39. And I still have room if you'd like to sign up. Just send an email. But I also offer VIP packages And this is for the person that is on their second or third book, at least. And they're really getting ready to go public. They're they're wanting 100,000 people in their following list. They want to see themselves on the bestseller list. They're going with high-end publishers. Or they might be going with indie publishers. These VIP packages start at 3500 and go up depending on your needs. But I want you to get a sense that there's very there's many price points that I work with. And what I have found is that there is one that falls in which your values and your desires, your outcomes meet up. 
So please don't hesitate to reach out. Like I said, we can communicate by email for free as long as you need to. We are talking today about curating a method, some kind of method that allows you to move forward with your goals. So many people out there have long involved programs and that might serve you, but it's always difficult when you get at the halfway point or just even a few steps in and you realize there's so many things being asked of you that you're just not willing and not wanting to do. The best way to move forward is to have enough experience where you can start to curate your own methods. If you don't have a lot of experience, you can work with a coach that will curate ones exactly to your desires. That's something I love to spend my time doing. But you can also look at these three questions that will help you move closer to it. So just a quick review, look at what is it that you want to be feeling? What's that feeling that you want to be creating? Next, look at what you are willing to do task-wise in the world to bring in that feeling because it's only your willingness that will allow you to keep moving forward. And third, what sort of organization do you need to bring to your environment so that that can move forward and you can reach that goal you want to reach? Now, we got a, a note from Andrea. This is kind of a long one, and I didn't get to read it all to myself during the break. So, Andrea, I'm just going to start at the top here. And I think we have enough time probably to get to the root of what you're talking about. Uh, she says, I hope you remember me. I wrote in around the holidays, and your answer was very helpful. Today I'm writing in because if you remember, I am a single mother and I have been trying to start up a business from home for the last couple of years. What I'm finding is that I get on Zoom and when I see myself reflected, I'm not happy with how I look. It's either that my haircut just isn't up to date, but mostly that I don't feel I have the right outfit for Zoom. Is there a right outfit for Zoom? I'm not even sure the answer to this question. So I'm writing in to ask, and I hope this comes across, if I want to have clients on Zoom, is it true that I have to look the part? I hear this all the time and I feel this in my bones. But even when I put my best together, when I see myself on Zoom, I feel inferior. I feel like everybody probably knows I'm a single mom doing my best to make it. Just to give you a little review, my background is in health and wellness. I used to be a Pilates coach before I had my first child. Now I have three little ones at home and I don't see any date in sight that I will be back to teaching Pilates. At the same time, 
I have a lot of information on wellness that I can offer. I've received a lot of referrals and I'm doing work on Zoom to fu- I'm doing work on Zoom to f- oh fulfill to fulfill I don't quite know what you're saying in this sentence here. I'm just going to skip over a little bit. Uh but I do want to appear as someone who is worth the client's time and money. Currently, I have three clients, but I also have been referred to several other people that I haven't reached out to yet, simply because I am feeling inferior again about appearance. Um, Andrea, this is great. This is great. I think... You're talking about, you said haircut. I think you're talking about appearance in dress. Um, As a Pilates teacher, you could definitely be wearing beautiful Pilates attire and look the part. But I do agree that you, you want to look fresh. You want to look ready. So in the questions I have people looking at, when I talk about environment, let's also apply this to self-image for a moment. You, you have stated here, I'm just really glancing at all the, all the details you've put here. You're stating here that it's been some time since you were in the studio, but but you also used great language to claim your level of education in your area. So this is what I want to suggest to you. I think if you can clean up your background, right? If you can pull your laptop or your desk so that right behind you is a nice background. I mean, it could even be some potted plants right behind you and nothing else. You know, the wall behind you and some potted plants. Uh, it could be that you pull your, your, maybe you even have like a TV tray and you pull it so that you have a picture framed behind you that's very simple that you really like and you've got your laptop on a TV tray. And so everyone on Zoom is just seeing the picture behind you or the potted plants behind you and that's it. They're not seeing any more of your home. You've got your environment taken care of. It's professional, it's lovely. Uh, yeah, keep up with the haircut. Do your very best to have it tidy. You know, it doesn't have to be the most the most um, elevated haircut style out there. It just has to be a tidy look or allow you to be thoughtful and expressive of who you are with your haircut. I sometimes look back on on days when I was on Zoom and it was all humid and my hair is just curly and frizzy. And I'm like, ah, that just drives me crazy. But I know <laughs> that when I started, it it looked better. It just got worse as, as the heat progressed. We do our best, right? 
We do our best, Andrea. But here's what I want to say about image. If you're if you're talking about clothing and being on Zoom and you want it to reflect the level of education you have, I think this is where you're going with your writing that you're you're telling me you're not new in your field, but you've been away from it and you want people to take you seriously. So this is what I would do if I were you. I would consider having a a nice uh, athleisure wear jacket that you could wear and have a few uh, t-shirt, but but elevated t-shirts with a really simple necklace that you trade out. And if you did that, uh, you're going to look professional every time. If you wanted, in fact, to not have athleisure wear on, you wanted to uh, look more like the mind side of well-being, less of the movement side of well-being. Because think about it, the athleisure implies a certain movement. But if you, what you're really going for is that you're educated around well-being and you're an educated person to inform others on one topic at a time, maybe what you want to do again is invest in a few higher-end like T-shirts where you can trade out the necklace or maybe even a scarf or maybe even just a, a nice lightweight sweater and and the part about it I want to emphasize is that it's clean and simple. There's nothing complicated going on. It's not over it's not overused, so it's pilled. It's not a a dark dark color, so it's hard to see on Zoom. Just keep it light, keep it fresh, and remember you don't need many. I have probably three favorite blouses I wear on Zoom over and over and over again. And I just trade out, you know, the accessories. They don't need to be million-dollar necklaces either. Trust me. Really, I I think, Andrea, you're on to something here. You know you have people coming into your world. They're being referred to you. Keep it fresh. Keep it simple. But really, really, Andrea, keep showing up. You are curating a method that works for you. I want to encourage everyone who's listening today to really think about what's that feeling you're going for. It's going to help you design the methods that work for you. And anytime you need my help, reach out with an email, debbie at coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y. I always look forward to hearing from you. And until next Thursday when we're together again, namaste. 